Hi everyone, welcome to Mobile Minutes episode number four already. I'm with Eric Sofford. Hi Eric. Hi Oriel, how are you? Pretty good. We're going to discuss today the topic of live video, which is um, blossoming all over the web. And I think we have uh, a few uh, insights we'd like to talk about today. Uh, live video, I mean, I don't think we need to explain what it is. Uh, basically, we all know this is... Uh, you know what the technology is all about. So you take a camera, you shot it in video, and everyone can see it in, in real time. Um, I think we're more interested in discussing what it means for the media landscape, for users, for advertisers. And, um, you know, my biggest question is whether this is a big uh, trend. Is that something that's going to be uh, really, really big? Or is this just one of those things that are popping up right now and uh, going to disappear someday. What do you think? I think it's a big trend, but I think um, it's more of like a component of an even bigger trend, which is like video in general, right? But I think, so with, with live video, I mean, I think, so Facebook announced a couple months back um, the Facebook Live product where people could sort of uh, immediately start broadcasting what they're doing. And, you know, the, the reaction was sort of mixed, right? There were people who were saying, okay, this is going to be gigantic. I mean, this is a huge opportunity uh, to increase engagement on Facebook, especially for millennials and, and whatever the generation that's younger than millennials is um, because they want kind of like live stuff and, and that's kind of proved out by Snapchat. And then a lot of people were saying, uh, no, this is sort of like a temporary blip. They're sort of just trying to capitalize on Snapchat, which is um, – you know, its own sort of phenomenon and Facebook won't be able to recreate it. So w which side, of, which, which camp do you fall in? Well, uh, I, I'm still in the observer camp. I, I haven't uh, <laughs> chosen a religion yet. Uh, I mean, there is no doubt that something is happening. Uh, live streaming is not new by, by any standard. I mean, there were many companies that tried to, to get a crack at it before and, and never managed to get you know, to, to break it through. I mean, uh, you know, I have a few companies in mind, but, you know, live stream has been around, uh, Ustream has been around, I mean, just in TV, you know, famously. But something has happened during the last years, uh, you know, the rise of mobile, the accessibility of uh, high-speed mobile data, uh, the quality of cameras, and, and makes, it, makes it always accessible to, to many more users. And so you have a new generation of players that have come in, um, no, um, you know, obviously you mentioned Facebook, which has arrived actually late to the game, but obviously is going to to become a major player just because of the the size of Facebook. We've seen about a year ago the raise of an outsider called Meerkat, um, which was a, a, an iteration on on something that was already there in the video space, and and then like a month later, uh, the, the 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 birth of Periscope already acquired by Twitter. And obviously, uh, you have also Snapchat, who's uh, very, very strong now in live video, although they're doing it differently. So th there's obviously something that is a phenomenon, but I, I don't have any data point proving how big this really is. I mean, I've tried to look here and there how many billions of live videos there is a stream every day. We, we know how many videos are streamed every day. More or less, like, you know, Snapchat said they have 10 billion a day. I think Facebook is in the same number. I don't know if you have any data point. I mean, I have a hard time quantifying this, this trend. I, I don't have any data points right in front of me. I remember Facebook uh, was slightly below Snapchat. But 
I, I think one of the kind of most telling data points is is how much money Facebook is willing to pay for people to to create live video content for them, right? Um, and so it kind of was leaked um, about a earlier last month that Facebook was paying publishers and celebrities to use to use the product, right? So I think that that to me seems like a pretty good indication that Facebook really sees a lot of potential in this product. Um, but like back to your point before about you know the the services that didn't break through to me like especially live video if you think about like concurrency and people being able to see something as it's broadcast there is a certain amount of scale that's required there and so to me I don't necessarily see Twitter uh, kind of failing at this meaning that Facebook will fail at it like do do you see the same kind of like scale requirements to make this work? Yeah, I mean, it, it's it's weird to me when I see a live stream on Facebook because for me, I mean, I've been used to use Facebook in an asynchronous way. And when you used to uh, use a specific network or channel in a, in a certain way, it's, it's very difficult to use it for something for, in a different mode. Um, you know, so Periscope works because it's built from the ground up to be a live stream. Meerkat worked for a time and now it looks like they have a hard time, but it's built from the ground up to be... Uh, a, a live stream. Snapchat is a bit different though because it's not really live peer-to-peer. -peer. What they do is they they broadcast events in live. YouTube does the same. So it doesn't feel as as disruptive in the usage. It's it's more like a complementary way of using YouTube or, or Snapchat. Uh, for Facebook, I mean, my experience so far is that live stream is more of a nuisance to me in, in my newsfeed. Um, Maybe they will consider it spinning it off at some point, like like Twitter has. Or um, um, but but right now I, I don't I don't I don't manage to get hooked by it. Yeah, I think part of the live uh, content being relevant is also sort of like an expectation of when it's going to happen, right? So I mean, if I'm just in Facebook and there's this like random live video stream, I, I it's more than likely it's it's probably not going to capture my interest because uh you know it could be anything but i think you know especially if i if i think about twitch right and the content that i watch on twitch um that's like scheduled ahead of time and i will log in to watch um certain uh gaming contests that i know are happening i want to watch them live right but i i i want to watch them like on a schedule right so i mean they're they're announced ahead of time and i'll set aside time in my calendar to watch them and i think that's kind of what facebook needs to uh to figure out before this before this product becomes um, really valuable to, to end users, it's a good point. I mean, scheduling is a good is a good element of 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 relevancy in live streaming. So you know what you're going to watch. You're less likely to f to fall on, on on the noise, right? So that's one of the problems I had with with Periscope that I abandoned is that the sheer amount of crap that you fall on. Is, is really, really high and, and there is not enough filtering or curation. So scheduling is a good thing. I think also, I, I'm not sure every type of content can work. Um, obviously, I mean, breaking news is something that would make sense, especially when they're raw news and you want to know about something like, you know, um, a big accident or, uh, you know, weather catastrophe or something like that. So, so this type of thing can work, but it's interesting to to think to talk two seconds about the type of content that can work on 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 live streaming. You just mentioned Twitch, like you know e-games. I mean, obviously Twitch is, has become very very big. 
uh, Steam could get into it. Um, do, do, do you have in mind the type of content that could work as, you know, for, for live streaming? Yeah, I mean, I, I think any sort of like commentary on, you know, an event is, is always interesting. So I think to your point, news is a great one, right? But then that's that's not something you can schedule. That that would just sort of like have to, you know, capriciously be happening as you're scrolling. But I I think, you know, and a great example of this is, is Twitter, which got the, the license to um, – to have uh, the NFL uh, events uh, be be broadcast live, right? So I mean, I think something that you can you can schedule ahead of time that um, you know is sort of like an, a meaningful uh, event, especially like sort of competitive anything competitive. So real sports or e-sports, I don't want to say real versus esports, but esports, um, let's say physical sports, those kind of matches where they're they're competitive, so it's exciting to watch. Um, but you know, there's also the possibility to add some commentary on top of that, that the video sort of facilitates better than text would. I think that anything like that is, is an interesting use case. So sports would be, would be a good type of, you know, sports event. uh, concerts also comes to mind. I mean, I, I, I haven't seen a lot of concerts being live streamed yet, and it could be a good additional source of revenues for, for the, the, the concert producers, but that's something that could be really, really big. Uh, so any type of concerts or, or event around uh, culture could, could be also really big. So e-games, of course, uh, Twitch uh, uh, is, is there. Um, what other type? You know, anything related to celebrities, probably. I mean, I mean, not everything, but, you know, some, some aspects of their life could be interesting when they have, you know, a press conference for a movie or release a new album. I haven't seen that happening too much, but that's something that could be used in the marketing mix of releasing any new kind of product or big product from by celebrities or from celebrities yeah and i think to me i mean celebrities kind of plays a little bit into um election coverage uh so you know politicians aren't celebrities but they're they're very well known and i think especially in the u.s um so like any anything that people get really 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 excited about i think is a good candidate for for live tv like almost not just excited in like i like it like game of thrones i like that Um, but something that people get fanatical about. And so, I mean, there you get, you know, sports um, is a good one, and I think politics is a good one. And I think, uh, you know, live video coverage of, uh, like, election night stuff, like, especially now with the primaries that are, you know, sort of, like, very contentious. Um, if you had people kind of, like, especially on nights when there's multiple primary uh, votes, if you had people covering that stuff live, like, out, outside of uh, – you know, um, voting stations or, or wherever at the rallies themselves, that would be really interesting. I mean, I would definitely want to watch that. Yes. And, and related to that, I mean, I don't know if the, the celebrity aspect is just exclusively reserved to celebrities. I mean, it's, it's a fact that today there is a new generation of celebrities, people that are not like the typical, you know, sport player or, or movie actor or, or singer, uh, but are, were just born from, from the, this kind of service generation this new generation of users, and, and they've built a reputation from themselves on Snapchat, on Instagram, just because they, whatever, you know, they, they have an audience and they've managed to build their audience on whatever topic they talk about. So they're not very, very, you know, f famous in themselves. You won't find them in IMDb or in, uh, in Rolling Stone magazine, but, you know, in the gaming space, people like PewDiePie and, and, There is a lot of this type of users in the fashion space and people who are doing in unboxing or 
products for mom unboxing, etc. They have kind of a wide audience. I mean, not as big as Kim Kardashian, but the wide audience can raise up to a million, two million followers per per social network. And they they have relevancy to to talk about about certain topics that can interest people. And 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 I think also this is kind of the second tier of of users who can can create this uh, you know next wave of live content uh, um, that can interest a lot of people. I'm not particularly a fan of anyone. I don't know if you're following anyone um, that, that is of that nature. No, I mean, I, I guess I don't. But I think to your point about the sort of Kim Kardashian versus the sort of like um, YouTube, the, the sort of like famous YouTube broadcasters, I think one of the things that, and, and I was just, just in reading about Facebook Live, like uh, one of the things that people had sort of said was holding um, live video back, right, was the sort of lack of ability to edit it. Um, so it's, you know, it is it is just sort of like everything that happens in real time gets put on the video and you can't control that. And I mean, part of that is, is exciting, right? You never know what's going to happen. Um, but then Facebook was saying, well, like, you know, look, we, we have ways of building editability even into live video. I mean, and beyond even um, beyond even just sort of like delays where you could edit stuff out, but just using kind of like machine learning to sort of like predict when things are going to happen that we need to change, right? And part of that is like, okay, we can like sort of in real time adjust sound levels and lighting levels to make it just easier on the eyes or easier to hear. But we can also do things that could sort of change the content in real time based on what we know um, you know, historically, uh, is happening. Right. And that, that to me is really interesting. And then if you give these kind of YouTubers and, and these like influencers and the people that are doing live broadcasting on, on YouTube, um, the tools that like the real celebrities have at their disposal, disposal to sort of like, you know, fine tune their content, then who, who knows? I mean, the, the next really, really big celebrity might be born out of live video on Facebook or YouTube or Twitch or whatever. Yeah, I think that's 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 totally a possibility, and uh, actually that comes to one of the features of live stream, which is happening really now and, and could not happen before, is the way users can react to live stream content. I mean, and, you know, initially live stream was oh, let me just broadcast anything and you watch it, right? And the level of interaction was close to nothing. Whether now, um, you know, Periscope, uh, you know, from day one allowed you to add, you know, famously those little hearts. Uh, obviously add some type of commenting and and recently i think just last week just announced that you can doodle on on the video and then draw anything on it and and you know you can imagine all the type of reactions that that would happen uh, later on but the interesting part is that the broadcaster can see in real time what his audience is thinking wanting um expecting and adapt the content in itself, right? Uh, I, mean, I, I don't know how exactly, but they have this, two, this uh, kind of a two-way channel. And it's adding a challenge to how to produce good live content. Um, and uh, we, don't, we, we don't do this podcast in live. We, we do it in an asynchronous mode. So, so we don't know how the audience would like us to, to adapt. But if we had a way to, uh, to, to get feedback from the audience as we speak, like for example, get a, getting a question, or following up on a on a, on a I know on a topic that we're discussing, I'm, I'm sure this podcast would be different, and the same applies to uh, to live videos. I mean, I, I'm wondering what are the other ways, like live video could be interacted with, right? But right now it seems like it's fairly basic. Uh, but I'm anticipating that this could have a major impact on how live video content is produced. 
Yeah, I, I agree. I, I think I'm starting to see a lot of ways. So when Facebook bought Oculus, I thought it was just sort of this like kind of, you know, let's say frivolous purchase. I mean, they have the money. Why not do it? it it's interesting. But I didn't really see a lot of tie-ins to, to Facebook's kind of core product. And I'm starting to, to see those. So they, um, they just recently did this thing with Game of Thrones. Where so, so Facebook was doing these like 360 videos that were available uh, that, that you know, people were sort of like uh, paying to have um, show up in people's news feeds. And you could kind of go into the video and you could like you could um, sort of browse around. I, I don't know how to say it. Like you could control the cam what the camera saw even though the video was live right? or not live. But the video was going and you could sh just shift the camera around. And so they did that with Game of, the Game of Thrones opening sequence, right? And it was like the, the most viewed 360 video they've ever had. And I'm starting to see, okay, well – Let's say, and now they've got live video and you can sort of be, you know, in someone's, uh, you could have the perspective of someone in real time, but like what happens when they integrate that with Oculus, right? So like I'm on an Oculus and someone's live streaming and I'm basically there. That to me, see, and then, and then I think tying that back to what you're saying, that then you get a lot better cues, I think, on the part of the audience as to what they should be doing, right? Because, well, if I'm there via Oculus, then I can just sort of, point to stuff or, or just go explore things on my own. Yeah, and I mean, we're projecting a lot in the future. I mean, we have first Oculus has to work. I don't, I, yeah. I mean, there's no proof of that yet, although it sounds exciting, but uh, I, I don't know. I don't know, you know, and the next step would probably have, you know, Oculus Live and get, get a reaction with that. You know, the, the problem with, with live video is that it's really, it's really raw. I mean, it's really hard to produce live video content in advance like it's mostly improvisation based on a scenario that you you can hardly anticipate if it's an e-sport or a sport or an event you don't know exactly what's going to happen uh, and if you go down the chain and you go down to the celebrity level if this is someone that is you know less famous or you know less prepared the content gets even less controlled so so one of the problems with live video in my mind is how do you manage to keep the level of quality and interest versus content that is produced and, and managed in advance? Uh, for me, this has to be remain proven. It's, uh, I mean, uh, unless something is really breaking, for me right now, nothing has really worked. Um, I haven't managed to get hooked to, to Periscope. I haven't managed to get hooked to live videos on Facebook. And to um, and to any other thing actually, but um, I may not be a good example. So so I, I, that's why I'm still an observer on on that you know on, on that on that topic and and not yet convinced it's gonna be bigger than any other form of um, product convention mode that there is out there. Yeah, I think you're right, and I think the so I mean I kind of spoke to the sort of like fidelity quality before you know facebook could create these tools that could just sort of help you achieve the kind of fidelity you would get in like a you know professionally produced thing but you're right i mean content quality there does seem to be you know a lack of ability to, to have like really interesting content for more than just some amount of time do you, i've got a question for you do you think there's like just in, in any given sort of like live stream not not talking about coverage of an event but like someone producing live content do you think there's like an upper limit to the amount of time that that could remain interesting it's really hard to say. Uh, you know, I, I don't think there is any rule on that. I mean, I, I think really quality can come from anything. It can be of great quality by being short or by being long. Uh, it really, really depends. I mean, I mean, the best proof of that is look at a game, a game of sport, right? People watch it live 
on uh, on ESPN for hours long, so and you know they don't get bored by it. So it really depends on the attractiveness on the content first, and then comes the rest. Uh, but my my sense would be that the the the, the further you go down the cha- the chain of of celebrity rank, the shorter the content has to be. I mean, I don't think you have the ability to to cap to capture an audience interest more than you know x minutes if you if you don't have like something outstanding to say um there is uh you know just open periscope anytime and then you, you know you'll figure that out and one of the the other questions i'm wondering is in order to be sustained this trend has to find a way to get monetized right i mean li- live content has to be monetized events like sports have found a way they do that with ads but I'm wondering about other type of content. You know, how can you monetize live stream? Because it costs a lot of money to the to the you know to the pipes. You know, the pipes are Facebook, Meerkat, and Periscope, and and all those guys. How do you monetize a content that you do not control? How do you manage to convince advertisers that they should be associated to an event they don't know what it's going to be about? I mean, again, except breaking events like sports. Right, yeah, and I mean, especially when you're thinking about, and I think this this is even one of Twitter's biggest problems, just generally, is like, okay, well, if I'm doing live coverage of some, you know, interesting, let's say, live news or real time news, that's there's there's value there, but how do you unlock it, right? I mean, if it's just live video, I mean, I'm, what would I be expected to pay for the right to see it ahead of time, or would I be expected to pay on kind of like a, you know. Uh, per minute basis. I mean, there there is a real issue there of how how do you monetize it? Unless live video just becomes like, like like I was kind of talking about earlier, a part of just like a portfolio of video products that are offered, um, or you know you you go like the sort of cop out route and just put like a you know YouTube style banner ad on there, but that's not that's not really unlocking you know the value in 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 what makes that great, right? What makes live video great? Absolutely. I mean, on Facebook lately, I mean, I don't know if it's Facebook. I, I think it's more YouTube, but I see YouTube videos lately on my Facebook newsfeed. And there's this terrible experience where you start to see completely unrelated banners showing up down the uh, the video play. And, and it's really, really annoying and disturbing. And uh, I have an ad blocker, I mean, you know, I have to say it, <laughs> but uh, I, I, it, it, doesn't, it doesn't work there. And you just have this massive banner you have to to click the cross to uh, to close it down and it's, it's just terrible experience so so obviously something better has to be invented um, there is an interesting company though that's um it's more than an experiment because they've been consistently monetizing well live video and you look at the top grossing in the us they're showing up there all the time it's a company called you now so it's like youtube but um where any user can um broadcast their skills right or you can be a singer a music player um, a fashion designer, uh, uh, whatever, a poet or theater play, and and just uh, you can create closed sessions in live, uh, in real time, and um, broadcast your talents there. And um, they man- they monetizing within app purchase only, just that. And they are consistently in the top 100, 150 grossing in the US. So it's it's an interesting company. I mean, I, I'm surprised they don't get more coverage than. All the other players in live uh, live video in live streaming, because one they've been there uh, for much longer than Periscope and, and Meerkat and others. But second, because they're really managing to apparently monetize well without ads, and maybe they're showing something there that um, should be considered a little more. 
Um, I, I don't know. Do you know this player? No, I've, I've actually never heard of it. Well, there you go. <laughs> open, <laughs> open the top grossing rank. You're gonna, you're gonna see them there. And so the VC back, they raced with uh, with Union Square Adventures and a bunch of other guys. The app is really, really nicely done. Um, it looked like kind of an Instagram kind of experience, but um, there is they've managed to create this sense of proximity and intimacy uh, versus like kind of anonymized uh, channel where you broadcast anything and you, you know you don't know who you're speaking to. And I found it interesting to observe. It's, it's one of the companies that I'm constantly tracking and see how they're doing. And I think they're showing something interesting there. So it's a way to monetize in, without ads live content. That's, that's interesting. And for ads, you know, my sense is that unless you can control the, you know, the context of the content, you, you, you're going to have a hard time convincing advertisers or putting ads that are going to convert because your attention is so captured by the live moment that you're not going to pay attention to anything else you see what i mean like it's like it's like chatting right if you're chatting in a chat app i remember when i was working at icq where you're in the in the chat you don't pay attention to the ads right unless there is an interruption Right, and, and then interrupting live video with an ad which is sort of totally defeat the purpose of having live video Exactly. So you, you either have the pre-roll, which is, okay, we're coming, but it's coming back to the scheduling aspect you, you mentioned earlier, or the post-roll, but why would you stay if you finish consuming the interesting part of the content, right? So, so you know, I, I think like beyond the usage, the, the monetization part is far from being, um, from being uh, figured out. Um, you know, another way, of course, is, you know, getting content in the video that is in itself the ad, right? So if it's like the equivalent of a sponsored post, but in live video, so you're going to talk about whatever a great recipe uh, and you're in the kitchen and you're going to show some products that are going to be branded for whatever the ingredients or the utensils they're going to use or the tools or whatever, or even the kitchen brand. Uh, that, that would be a possibility. But then you need a lot of channels and verticals so you can start to, to build a significant monetization, right? Um, so I, I don't think this is something that's really clear cut. And for me, this is the next step, right? Like, let's assume monet, uh, video, live video becomes a real thing. How does that get monetized is something that's really unclear to me now. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. I, I feel like Facebook's push here is more about bringing just just generally getting more engagement out of the platform it's i, I don't know i mean I, especially given that they're they're actually paying content creators just to make content i do feel like they see this as just uh, a, a, another means of keeping people in the news feed or, or on facebook um and and having those people be monetized another way they, they could do that but on the other side you cannot ignore the fact that live video is, is a very costly operation to maintain at scale so, so I mean, they have, someone has to pay the bills at some point. So, so they can afford the luxury to not monetize it immediately. But at some point, someone has to pay the bills. By the way, do, do you know how many, how much they're ready to pay those celebrities for for live content? Uh, I don't think they released that. I mean, I, I they didn't even release the information originally. I think it just got leaked. So, I, I haven't actually seen any hard numbers yet. Okay. Well, let, let's assume they're paying whatever you know, fifty thousand dollars. A pop to 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 get that going, you know, or maybe hundred thousand. I guess that would be the ballpark, and that's you know, if you do that at scale, it's a it's a lot of money. So they may be able to do that because their stock is doing well. They have a lot of cash, and they are a kind of investment phase. But the the reality moment is going to come back 
and they will have to uh, to to pay for the bills, right? And and if if not Facebook, the others too. So so I, I'm more in the wait and see. Um, I think it's an interesting trend. I think it's something that's going to play out, you know, in the next year or two. Um, and still more questions and answers. Mm, yeah. Good. All right. So on those good words, unless you have any more comments. No, I think I'm I'm tapped out on my video. All right. Cool. So um, let's talk next week and um, have a great a uh, great week. Yep. You too. Take care, Oriol.